it's time for the Air Raid. Here's your host, Brian Griffiths. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. It is Cinco de Mayo, Sunday, May the 5th, 2019. Hope you and yours had a fantastic week, and hope you dodged the rain. Because that really wasn't <laughs> that really wasn't all that fun. We had to drive back from Ocean City today in the rain, and it sucked. But um, yeah, just to uh, just to point that out, I still hope that you and yours had a fantastic weekend. Hey, I do want to remind you that this week's episode of the Air Raid is brought to you by the Frederick County Republican Central Committee, who invites you to their Lincoln Reagan Day dinner this Friday night, May the tenth, out at. The Linganore Winery out in Mount Airy, their special guest speaker, Congressman Jim Jordan. So if you want to talk to somebody about the Mueller report, if you want to talk to somebody about tariffs, impeachment, the wall, and you name it, Jim Jordan's the guy you want to talk to. And you can do that at the Frederick County Republican Lincoln Day Dinner this Friday night. For more information, go to frederickgop.org or contact our good friend Joey Lynn Huff, Joey Lynn H, J-O-E-Y-L-Y-N-N-H at Comcast.net. And that's coming to you, authority of the Frederick County Republican Central Committee, Joey Lynn Huff, Treasurer. Now, this week, I want to talk to you a little bit about Baltimore. Of course, Baltimore has certainly been in the news recently. And as always, um, it's never good. It's never good when Baltimore is in the news. Now, part of Baltimore's long national nightmare has finally ended, okay? And that is the fact that Catherine Pugh finally took the memo and she finally stepped down from office. Just a a completely ridiculous saga that the uh, that the state of the state of Maryland too, quite frankly, and the city of Baltimore had to go through. Um, you know, during during this entire process, quite often we would all kind of sit back and think to ourselves, "What the hell's going on out here?" But actually, we kind of think about that in Baltimore a lot, quite frankly. Um, part of the problem with Mayor Pugh resigning is the fact that a lot of people are going to think that the problems are now solved, that things are now fixed, that Baltimore now is on the way back. But those people forget how we got here in the first place. Baltimore has not had a competent mayor since Kurt Schmoke left office. Say what you will about Kurt Schmoke. Uh, Kurt Schmoke was at the very least an honorable public servant. Even if he he had misguided ideas on the drug war, uh, even though a lot of people think that they were years ahead of their time, even if you think he had misguided priorities when it comes to the drug war, he, at the very least, wasn't involved in scandal. He wasn't involved in corruption. The last time Baltimore had a good mayor, you know, somebody who did great things for the city, was William Donald Schaefer, who, of course, basically had to be dragged kicking and screaming out of City Hall in order to go run for governor. But if you look at over the course of the last 20 years, the city of Baltimore has bounced from Martin O'Malley, who didn't, you know, who was elected twice in his own right, and eventually, of course, was elected governor, unfortunately, to bring his 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 level of scandal, incompetence, and nonsense to statewide politics. He then, of course, was followed by the city council president, Sheila Dixon, who 
of course, ascended to the office once O'Malley um, resigned to become governor. She, of course, was forced out of office out of a uh, out of the gift card scandal, the one that we we know <laughs> that that we know and and remember very very fondly. So she, of course, was forced from office, and she was replaced by the city council president Stephanie Rawlings Blake. And of course, her uh, her big thing, of course, was making sure that uh, that the that the citizens of Baltimore had the opportunity, had the room to loot and pillage during the uh, during the Baltimore riots. She at least got the memo and didn't run for re-election. A lot of people thought, myself included, quite frankly, that Catherine Pugh's election as mayor of Baltimore was going to be a little bit of an improvement, certainly an improvement over her primary opponent, Sheila Dixon. And it turns out that we were absolutely wrong, that, that Catherine Pugh had left a line of corruption throughout her rise through city government, throughout her rise through the General Assembly, and of course her rise to the mayor's office. Now, of course, she couldn't do that alone. The fact of the matter is, is that Baltimore is a place where this kind of thing becomes prominent. And that is the problem. We keep changing the players in Baltimore. Nobody ever changes the game. We've talked about this at length here at Red Maryland. You can go back, go to redmaryland.com, read some of the things that we have written about tax increment financing. Read some of the things that we have written about payments in lieu of taxes and just read it. Read about how Baltimore city government screws over the entire state of Maryland by passing these tests and passing these pilots artificially lowering their property tax income and forcing them to beg the state of Maryland for additional handout. Look at the, all the times that Baltimore City lost hundreds of millions of dollars in school funding that nobody can account for, nobody can find where the money is, forcing them to re- come to the state of Maryland looking for a handout. The issue here is not that Catherine Pugh was corrupt. The issue here is not that Sheila Dixon was corrupt. The issue here is not that Stephanie Rawlings Blake was incompetent. The issue here is not that Martin O'Malley was incompetent. The issue here is that you just find yourself playing the same game over and over again. It's like watching Groundhog Day, but every couple of every couple of turns the players in the game change. You have different characters popping up. In one year it's Sheila Dixon getting busted. In the other year it's Catherine Pugh getting busted. In another year it's Stephanie Rawlings Blake becoming the mayor. This year it's Jack Young becoming mayor. And it's just a vicious, vicious, vicious cycle. We're already seeing the start of that vicious, vicious cycle begin anew as we start heading for the 2020 mayoral election. In a story in the Baltimore Sun that posted on on a Saturday afternoon headline, a lot more choices that are really viable. Pew's exit clears way for big Baltimore mayoral field in 2020. Catherine Pugh's resignation has reset next year's race for Baltimore's mayor, taking an incumbent with a million-dollar campaign fund out of play. Now, a race in which a handful of challengers might have sought to chip away at Pugh's vulnerability has likely become a free-for-all 
in which voters will be asked what kind of leader they want for their beleaguered city. On Friday, three potential candidates indicated that they are beginning to gather advisors who could form the beginning of a campaign team if they do decide to run. Oh, by the way, if these names seem familiar to you, it won't be terribly surprising. An advisor to Ben Jealous, last year's Democratic nominee for governor, said he has a group of about seven people mapping out what a run for mayor would look like. City Councilman Brandon Scott said he also has the beginnings of a campaign team in place. And former Baltimore police spokesman T.J. Smith said he's been consulting with advisors. Political observers and potential candidates said in interviews Friday that they expect a broad field of candidates offering competing visions and personalities. And in a city that has seen two of its past three mayors resign in the face of criminal investigations, the candidates' reputations for accountability, transparency, and honest leadership are expected to carry significant weight. A handful of candidates have already said they'll run, including former Maryland Deputy Attorney General Thuru Vignaraja. But several other people, including outsiders and established politicians, say they're considering a run. State Senator Jill Carter, who puts herself in a thinking-about-it category, said she could foresee supporting Mayor Bernard Jack Young for mayor if he chooses to run. Now, did you hear the list of people that were thrown out there? Um, <laughs> it's almost ridiculous that you watch wind up with the same cast of characters every year. Year in and year out, you wind up with the same people. Ben Jealous, who, by the way, less than a year ago, less than six months ago, was a registered voter living in Pasadena right down the street from me, is now thinking about running for mayor of Baltimore? He's really thinking about running for mayor of Baltimore. A guy who lived in Anne Arundel County six months ago. A guy who doesn't, who has a very tenuous, at best, connection to the city of Baltimore now wants to be mayor? Did he just realize that there was another political opportunity at play? And the fact that he squandered a gubernatorial election and got completely just beaten by Larry Hogan? He just wants to make a comeback now? Brandon Scott was last seen running a doomed campaign for lieutenant governor alongside Jim Shea. Brandon Scott, who probably took the job on Shea's ticket primarily so he can get a larger donor base when he ran for mayor of Baltimore. Brandon Scott knew knew he wasn't going to be lieutenant governor. This was all about positioning in order to do something just like this. We're seriously talking about T.J. Smith, a Baltimore police spokesman? Running for mayor, a guy who bailed out on the Baltimore Police Department? A guy who bailed out to go work in Baltimore County? This is a real conversation that we're talking about right now? We're talking about Senate State Senator Jill Carter? Somebody else who was run for these offices before? Somebody else who was a career politician? Let's face it, folks. Unless the game itself changes, none of it's going to matter. And that's a damned shame. It's a damn shame. Because Baltimore is the most important city in our state. Whether you live in far western Maryland, whether you live on the eastern shore, whether you live in the Washington suburbs, Baltimore's success is vital to the state of Maryland. We can't 
function as an economy without Baltimore. We would be functioning a lot better as an economy, as a state, if Baltimore had something resembling a legitimate government. Baltimore is run basically like a 19th century banana republic. It's not about what you do. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. And from the number of Baltimore politicians who wound up on the wrong side of an indictment, it's about who knows what you know and who knows what you're doing and whether or not you get caught doing it. Baltimore city government has let down Baltimore residents for decades. And it's not a letdown by Republicans. Because as we know, Democrats have been in full one-party control of Baltimore for 50 years. This is the Democrats allowing an unmitigated, unfettered, unstoppable culture of corruption throughout city politics and throughout city government. That is a disgusting act. And the fact of the matter is, is that it doesn't matter. All the names that you heard there are just numbers on a roulette wheel. You just spin the wheel and see what happens. That's all that matters. No, until somebody decides that they're going to run for mayor and be taken seriously by the electorate, who says, I am going to fix this. I am going to blow up this culture of corruption that's in City Hall. I am going to retool city government from the ground floor all the way to the mayor's office. Until somebody says that, then we're all just pissing in the wind. Now, I would like to think that any Republican candidate for mayor would say essentially that. I would like to think that the voters of Baltimore would get sick of what they're seeing in the Democratic Party, get sick of what they're seeing, and give the Republican mayor a chance. But I can wish that all I want, but as you know... Well, wish in one hand, shit in the other one, see which one fills up first. And the fact of the matter is, is that we know that more than likely the Democratic nominee for mayor is going to be the next mayor of Baltimore. But are you really inspired... By retreads like Ben Jealous and Brandon Scott and Jill Carter and TJ Smith and Thuru Vignaraja? Are you really inspired by these type of people? If you, somebody who's living in Baltimore or who's living outside of Baltimore, do you really think that they're going to do any better? And the real question is, do you think the political culture of Baltimore would let them do better? You see, that's the real, real challenge is that Baltimore's political corruption goes up and down city government, the city Democratic Party. Look how many, look at what happened to Nathaniel Oaks. Look at all of the other legislators from Baltimore City, state delegates, state senators, who have been embroiled in corruption scandals over the years. Do you really think it matters if Bill Ferguson runs for state senate or if runs for mayor? Does it really matter if any of those other names run for mayor? No, because unless they completely Baltimore City Democratic politics, then we all know that Baltimore City's performance, success, and the lives of every Baltimorean are going to play second fiddle to Democrats trying to line their pockets and trying to get ahead at the expense of city residents, not to their benefit. The fact is, 
is that it is unconscionable, unconscionable what happens in Baltimore city government. It is unconscionable that so many Democrats are willing to look the other way when it comes to corruption. It is unconscionable that Democrats in Baltimore city don't look around at what they've done to the city, that they don't realize all the damage their party has done and say, you know what? We have got to do better by our residents because not a single Democrat is willing to stand up and say enough is enough and it's time for a change. The fact is all Marylanders are dependent on a good, solid Baltimore. We as People who love Baltimore, people who are residents of Maryland and depend on Baltimore, and those people who are residents of the city of Baltimore deserve one hell of a lot more than we're getting from Baltimore City's corrupt Democratic Party. I want to thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of The Air Raid. I do want to remind you that this week's episode of The Air Raid is also sponsored by the first annual Montgomery County Teenage Republicans Banquet, which features Governor Bob Ehrlich. That dinner is going to be uh, on Tuesday, June the 11th at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be held at the Buca de Peppo, 122 Kentlands Boulevard in Gaithersburg. It's free for teenage Republicans. For those 21 and over, it's going to be $40. For more information, contact Ryan Nyadek at ryan at nyadek.net. That's ryan, R-Y-A-N, at G-N-I-A-D-E-K dot net. Or Dwight Patel at Dwight at DwightNation.com. And this advertisement is coming to authority of the Montgomery County Republican Central Committee, Don Irvine, Treasurer. I want to thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of the Air Raid. Uh, please be sure to support Red Maryland, our Patreon, patreon.com slash Red Maryland. That's how you can support Red Maryland financially. Help us grow and enhance Red Maryland and make us a bigger and better Red Maryland in future years. Of course, stay tuned to the home base, redmaryland.com, for all things Red Maryland. We had great stories this week. Um, we talked about the speaker's election, new leadership in the Maryland Young Republicans. I know a certain former Young Republican has boo-boo face about that article, but who nobody cares. Um, so please be sure, again, stay tuned to redmaryland.com for the home base for all things Red Maryland. And don't forget that we are on social media. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Red Maryland. We are on Twitter at Red Maryland. We are on Instagram at Red Maryland. And please be sure to invite your friends, family, neighbors, colleagues, co-workers, co-religious, in-laws and outlaws to like Red Maryland and share our stuff with them. You are the force multiplier that helps Red Maryland grow. And we appreciate your support in that endeavor. Of course, you can contact us at any time. RedMaryland at gmail.com is how you can do that. And of course, you can call or text the Red Maryland Talkback line at 410-205-4875. That's 410-205-4875. And we will feature your comments on a future Red Maryland Network program. For everybody here at the network, thank you very much for listening. You have been listening to The Air Raid. I am Brian Gervis. Good night and God bless. The Frederick County Republican Party invites you to their Lincoln Reagan dinner at the Linganore Winery, 13601 Glistens Mill Road, Mount Airy, on Friday, May 10th. The keynote speaker for this year's dinner will be Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. The dinner starts at 7 p.m. with a VIP reception at 6. For tickets or more information, 
Contact Joey Lynn Huff at Joey Lynn H. That's J O E Y L Y N N H at Comcast.net. Joey Lynn H at Comcast.net. Or visit their website, FrederickGOP.org. Authority Frederick County Republican Central Committee, Joey Lynn Huff, Treasurer.